0: So Money is brought to you today by Wealthfront. Wealthfront is the most tax-efficient, low-cost, hassle-free way to invest. Now, many of you I know are interested in simplifying your investment strategy. You want to reduce fees. You want to work with a service that you trust. And Wealthfront delivers. It builds and manages your personalized, globally diversified portfolio. To open an account, the minimum is just $500. And that gets you a periodically rebalanced, diversified portfolio of low-cost index funds. There are zero trading fees, zero hidden fees, and advisory fees that are just a fraction of traditional advisors. In fact, Wealthfront manages your first $10,000 for free. To learn more and sign up, visit wealthfront.com forward slash so money. Welcome to So Money, everyone. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Farnoosh Tarabi. Our guest today is someone that you're going to really love hearing from if you're entrepreneurial, if you are into the all-natural food trend, if you like adult beverages. Chris Worth is here today. He founded American Juice Company in 2012. The company manufactures all-natural cocktail mixers for premium bar establishments. Chris founded the company in college with his friend, Massimiliano. Who's a renowned mixologist and nominee actually for the prestigious Perfect Barman de Paris Award and known for his collaborations with celebrated chefs like Alain Ducasse and Heinz Beck? Their mix blends are created with fresh, natural ingredients. So if you like the cold pressed juices, and maybe you like a little vodka. You're gonna love the American Juice Company and its variety of cocktail mixes. Each variety is designed to stand alone or work in combination, so you have endless opportunities. They recently launched into retail in the last six months, so you may have actually seen their logo in Whole Foods, Fresh Direct, which is in New York City, and a number of other independent retailers in the Big Apple. Chris is actually from New York. He was raised here, and so we talk about his experience, kind of growing up his his four. Into finance and entrepreneurship, how does a young guy in college actually develop a sophisticated company like this with no with no money? Really, his biggest failure so far. I mean, you're going to go through a lot of failure as a as an entrepreneur, and he shares one of the biggest one of the biggest uh, catastrophes that involve getting his product to market. And his number one habit that helps. Him with his finances, that then also supports his ability to be entrepreneurial. Here is Chris Worth. Chris Worth, welcome to So Money. I'm excited to have you on the show. Initially, I was going to have you on So Money Millennial Week, but um, I figured you are a standalone guest. You need you need your own day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Farnoosh. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you're a young guy. You're you're how old now? 24.
1: I'm 26. Oh,
0: 26. Okay. Still. Yeah. Uh,
1: just just had my birthday the other month. Oh,
0: happy birthday. So <laughs> Thank you're, you've crossed over the quarter century.
1: I know. It's threshold.
0: scary. Is it really?
1: Uh well, it's it's uh it's exciting too. So it's um, you know, we've done a lot so far and a lot more to to get done. So
0: You're a beverage uh, entrepreneur. Yeah. How did you become a beverage entrepreneur? Did you fall into this or was this something that you had a laser sharp focus on for a while?
1: Well, it actually was a a college dorm room idea. And I went to George Washington University down in DC. And I was also involved in my fraternity. And uh, I was the social chairman. We would have some great parties. And lots of good ideas come from frat parties. So we, uh, we'd we have great parties where we had lots of jungle juice. And this idea actually was born from that oh, and man. evolved into something much bigger. Because at the same time, I was working at the Jefferson Hotel, which is a boutique hotel. It's a you know, small 99-room hotel that I was the assistant concierge at. And my bus- future business partner was consulting for the hotel as a beverage consultant to design their bar program. And his bars that he's uh, consulted for have actually won best bar worldwide, best bar of Europe, and he's been nominated for perfect barman of uh, of Paris. So he's he's quite an acclaimed guy, and I'm I'm honored that he's now my my business partner. Uh, but I floated the idea over to him to creating something that would make it a little bit easier to make great cocktails. So the idea was more towards the college uh, market. Originally, and he thought it was great. He came up with some uh, recipes, and we started doing some testing. We we thought we'd try them with some sample groups and see what kind of feedback we got. So we brought our uh, couple different groups together, and what we found the feedback was is this is great. This is an awesome drink, uh, really good product, but this is not for college students. This is uh, this is something we'd have in a five-star hotel or a, a very fine restaurant. So it's good, but it's uh, different from what your, your original idea is. So we just ran with that and we thought, hey, let's, let's work with really nice hotels. We're working in one right now. So let's feed off of that and focus on uh, high-end bars, restaurants, hotels. And that's, that's what we started doing.
0: Okay. I'm going to go a little shark tank on you now. Cause uh, I love that show. Don't you love that show?
1: I love that show. I'm I'm an a, a addict for it as well as the Prophet.
0: Oh, the Prophet. Yeah, I met uh, the Prophet the other day. I'm Mar- doing Marcus a show Limonis. on CNBC in March, and I got a chance to meet Marcus Lemonis.
1: Oh, wow such a him. nice
0: man. He's he welcomed me pen. into the family. I felt so loved. It was like the the, best, like the best it could have (laughs) gone. Cause I, I'm meeting him and I'm kind of nervous. I like, don't know what to do. I'm like, I want to get a picture. And he takes a look at me and he goes, let's take a picture. And he just, he just like read my mind. I was like, yeah, please. Thank you.
1: I love you. Um, Yeah. He seems like such a genuine guy.
0: Really is. He deserves all of his success. So, um, tell me a little bit about the back end of this business. You know, uh, what are, you doing to keep your costs low how are you bootstrapping this where are you in terms of the i guess the money stage right now with this business right.
1: so i um this this business was started in college but we didn't have the uh, a beverage business is, can can be expensive even on a uh shoestring budget so uh we didn't really have the resources to really uh go 100% into this so uh my partner's name's masi masimiliano uh he continued to do his beverage consulting and i went into real estate and uh putting aside some money here and there we were able to get uh, enough to to do uh, you know a little bit of uh, a bootstrapped uh operation where we found an incubator kitchen and we were producing small batches on the weekends or uh late at night and then one day we actually uh received an order for several thousand bottles and this was Pretty a cool. uh it, it was a company which uh sent it it sells it the company sells it in boxes to its customers so it's one of those box models oh right like uh, similar to birchbox but it's a, another one right um great guys and uh we were super excited about this opportunity and uh the only thing is we are also a little bit hesitant because we would have to submit we'd have to get our products the several thousand bottles to them within three weeks and at this point we had very uh basic till
0: you make it baby yeah oh yeah we, we can do that i'm, I'm basic, on top of that rose
1: yeah well they they um, they actually gave us half of the money up front so that was able to fund our our production and we were able to uh you know hire as, uh, about 10 people to help us out. And, um, it actually ended up being a, a huge disaster, but, um, I'll save that, that story for maybe later, but, uh, it was what caused me to leave my job. So I, um, thought, Hey, we have our 6,000 bottle order. I'm not going to be able to be, um, running. And how much over-
0: per bottle were you demanding at that point on the manufacturing side?
1: Uh, we were, how much were we charging yes so we were going to be charging uh, i think it was 4 or 5 dollars a bottle
0: so that's um 3000 bottles
1: we were manufacturing 6000 okay
0: oh, 6000 bottles 4 dollars a pop that's $24,000 and that was the confidence that you had to leave your job
1: <laughs> yeah that's uh
0: <laughs> no i'm see, more power to you
1: yeah no i remember sitting there and thinking wow this is uh this is definitely a very mon- monumental moment where you know I have a very uh stable job i'm super happy where I am in in real estate um, lots of opportunity for the future but uh how often do you get a shot at uh going full into your business and at this age you're you know you're you're much better off going for something uh when you have a little more time to, to recover if you fail. So, uh, I thought, you know, I, maybe I can come back to real estate if this doesn't work out, but I'm going to go full force into this and, and hope that it does based on, uh, just our good products and hard work and, and good work ethic. And, uh, we manufactured everything and, um, it, it didn't work out exactly as we wanted. So we had to take some steps back and, uh, reassess everything, but we moved forward and and became stronger and uh, a much more um, sustainable business after that.
0: I see these as two different markets. You've got the alcohol lovers, the, the the drink lovers, and then you have the people who go for the all natural stuff, the juice cleanses. Those two worlds, do they really collide?
1: We, we think they do. We think they intersect at a point between mixology and the juice trend, which, you know, we all know everyone's mm-hmm. going crazy for their cold-pressed juices. Um, so actually, our products are, are similar to the juice press, uh, you know, the cold-pressed products, but a little bit different. So uh, we make all-natural juice blends. So they're often, the ingredients are blended instead of pressed, which is a, uh, there's actually a technical difference between the two. And then they are actually made shelf stable. So we have a very sensitive, uh, flash pasteurization process, which allows us to make our products shelf stable. So you as a individual at home or a bar manager, you're able to have your products and, and use them when it makes sense for you. So if you had a fresh juice at home as a cocktail mixer, then you need to have that party or have those cocktails within the next three days, otherwise it would it would spoil.
0: Hmm, right, that's smart. How did you come up with the name, the American Juice Company? Why not come up with something different? Like I don't know, like invent a name for your company, as some, many companies <laughs> uh, we, do.
1: Yeah, we we spent a lot of time thinking about the name, and then it it just hit me um, that we were in D.C., which is the capital, and at working at the Jefferson Hotel, and all of these influences made that name just pop into my mind. I thought, "Wow, let me, there has to be a company that already has this. Probably the first American juice company, right? Probably has the name." So I checked, and it was available. And I thought, "This is great!" And it also plays into our our goal, which is to democratize the craft cocktail, so that. You, you can go to a bar and you can pay fifteen or twenty dollars for a really great cocktail, but that's that's not available at all bars and it's not easy to make at home, which is why it's so difficult to you know enjoy a nice cocktail at home. You can't source uh you know lemon verbena and some fresh orange and lemon and ginger and this and that um, so we just made it uh, made the name to reflect what we're doing we're democratizing craft cocktail.
0: And what is the future of the American Juice Company? Where are you guys headed towards in 2016? What's the next phase? So
1: the first two years of business, we were focused on making an association with ourselves with the best bars and restaurants in the world. So we uh, built a relationship with Danny Meyer's Restaurant Group, uh, Mandarin Oriental, Uh, We've worked with Daniel Balud and a handful of other places that are really exceptional locations. And then we uh, chose our most successful products. And just at the start of last summer, we finalized our packaging for for consumer products and we went into retail. So at the start of last summer, we entered retail and we're now in uh, about 150 locations. Um, And we're in Whole Foods in uh, New York and uh, Kings in New Jersey. And so we're really just getting the wheels started right now. And we've entered UNFI, the largest distributor in the United States, and KEHI. So we're looking to build uh, stronger relationships with those distributors and uh, get some national distribution going.
0: You are working around the clock, I imagine, because I don't think you have a big staff yet.
1: That's right. We have very small staff. We just brought on a new uh, sales manager who's who's out uh, connecting with our uh, current accounts. She actually also worked with us at the Jefferson uh, Hotel in DC, so she's a hospitality person. And um, yeah, we're all working around the clock to to spread spread the juice.
0: I'm so impressed because I find that when you're in college, you're focused on getting the job when you graduate. Any job, some job, hopefully you will get a job. And then there are a few who look at opportunities differently. They look at how can I create something that's my own. And without the experience and without any context, how did you have the, again, it's not courage, but it's like the, the confidence really to say, I can do this. I want to do this and I'm going to give this my best shot at a, at such a young age too. I mean, you were, you were still in college. It was a dorm room idea, a frat party yeah. idea, jungle juice. I, I drank a lot of jungle <laughs> juice in college. Why didn't I have this idea?
1: Right. Why, yeah.
0: why you? This is my question. Why you, Chris?
1: Um, well, I, I was a rower in high school and I was recruited to row, in, uh, in college and there's a, a pretty unique, mindset that uh, you're required to have as a rower, which is you just, you just go really, really hard and you, you really, there, there's nothing else to it except just giving your best possible effort in anything you do. And if you give that best effort, then most of the time things will work out. And that is actually, um, that's my perspective. My, my mantra on, on life is that you need to give your best possible shot, and that's what's that's all you can do. You can't really control all the variables, but uh I wanted to start my own business. I had read a lot of books about Steve Jobs and uh lots of different entrepreneurs and i I had worked in college at at the Jefferson and uh, another job so i had some you know uh income experience, and I realized that I wanted to do something new, push, push the boundary, you know, make something that was my own and something that reflected my values. So something that was really good quality, something that made people enjoy themselves more. And that's, that's kind of where, where we are. That's and, what led me to it.
0: And and some people would also, even with, even with that mindset, some people would still hit a stumbling block, which is how am I going to how am I going to afford this? How am I going to get this off the ground? I'm just a young person. I don't have enough money to even, you know, buy myself dinner some nights. Are you still making trips to the post office? Why when you can get postage on demand? With Stamps.com, you can print your own postage at your convenience. I'm serious. Buy and print official US postage for any letter or package using your own computer and printer. And unlike the post office, Stamps.com never closes. So you can get postage 24-7. And I'm a huge fan myself. Stamps.com saves me time. And time is money. When mailing my books or important contracts, I can easily get get postage and send out mail without rushing to my local post office during its limited hours. Head on over to stamps.com where you can sign up today. They're offering my listeners a special deal with promo code so money. You'll get a four big trial plus a $110 bonus offer, including postage and a digital scale. Don't wait, go to stamps.com and before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in so money. That's stamps.com and enter so money. How do you start a business <laughs> with little to no income?
1: There's It's, it's definitely an art because uh, when you read all these things about startups and uh, watch the movies, it's easy to get uh, a little bit naive about it and think that startup means success and that you're going to be getting these huge million-dollar investments or uh, tens of thousands if you're watching Shark Tank. But in reality, it, it really comes down to finding a way to be able to keep your lights on, so that you can keep the dream alive and um, move on to the next growth uh, step, where your goal is to get someone interested in it, get uh, your your sustainability up, so you can actually have customers to to sustain yourself, and and then attract people to your business, so that uh, it can grow with with, with growth capital, not you know, we started the business spending the small dollars that we we had made and, and saved up for this with the intention of uh, learning first and then uh, getting other people's money after we've learned and, and worked out the kinks. So we we had huge that that learning experience with that order was very costly in terms of dollars uh, learning experience. You yeah. know, uh, on the larger scheme, it's not a huge amount of money, but uh, relative to uh, what we what we had, it was a very big learning experience. And we were forced to become a lot more disciplined and, and ask ourselves on every step of our business, is this working towards our goal? Is this uh, investment? Is this uh, event? Is this um, any, any expenditure we're spending, how is this going to get us closer to our goal? So just getting really, really down and and disciplined as a result of losing, uh, our own money was, was a really good learning experience.
0: Mm. So just keeping the lights on bare bones and, you know, you can buy yourself dinner later. Um,
1: exactly. There's a good line from, uh, Uh, Hershevik, he, uh, on Shark Tank, he, he says the company needs to eat before you do. Uh, I agree with that. I think, uh, you know, if you want your dream to develop and grow, you need to put everything you have into it.
0: What's your financial philosophy, your personal financial philosophy? So business aside, how do you think about money in your personal life? What's your mantra?
1: Uh, my personal mantra is, is there there's two there's the more personal one which is to give anything less than your best is to sacrifice the gift which is uh steve prefontaine he's an olympic runner in the 60s and i think 70s and um then the other one is exactly what i said before how is asking myself how is this investment or expense going to get me closer to my company's goals so basically just being really, really disciplined and learning from our mistake, and uh, not being realistic about our budget, we we actually hired a uh, a really good branding and PR agency early on. We uh, did all these things before we even knew how to properly manufacture our products. We were sponsoring events and all these things that you you think are are fun or good for your brand, but in reality, you need to be focused on keeping the lights on. And is this going to allow you to go to the next step?
0: Mm. What were you like as a kid, and and how did that, how did your experience with money, your introduction to money, influence you as an adult? What's your biggest money memory as a kid?
1: Um, well, I, I, I still sometimes think of myself as a kid, so I, I'm a pretty young guy. So I guess my my most recent uh probably most impactful money experiences from uh, high school and college and um, my my family uh, i'm fortunate that they're not uh struggling so um, there wasn't a really tight uh, big, we didn't have a tight financial situation uh because of struggle, but my parents were very uh, discipline in, in being really tight about our allowance or any spending that we would do. And so I was actually, uh, I kind of forced myself to, um, go work and, and find a way to, to loosen the the financial seatbelt. So that's what kind of led me to, um, early on working at a store or working at the hotel and kind of building that, that independence on my own. So, uh, if you ask, Ask my parents or friends, I'd say I'm, I'm a pretty independent or uh, self, self-starting self guy.
0: Hmm. What's your... You th- said that there was some failure early on. So let's just get right to it. What's your number one failure, either as an entrepreneur, as a young entrepreneur, or as just a, a young guy who's managing his money and learning along the way?
1: Yeah. So maybe... Maybe the opportunity to tell you that that story in in more more depth, please. <laughs> the uh, the one I, I touched on it's a it's a great story. Um, so yeah, we we had this huge order, and we're we're all optimistic and excited about it. We we talked it over as a team that we're going to all participate, and we're going to. Um, here's our timeline of our sourcing of ingredients, our bottles, each element of. The production and we would get this first half done by this day and then this day and we would have one week early uh, to be able to just kind of assess where we are and make sure uh, nothing went wrong. So we we sure enough hired, uh, we used the, the website TaskRabbit. We hired about 10 people. We had the most basic Equipment. So we're, we're literally sourcing fruits and vegetables. We're not doing any of that concentrate or uh, frozen things or anything like that. So we, we literally had hundreds of mangoes that needed to be peeled, diced and, you know, have the core removed. And so we, (laughs) we had caveman tools where we're have a lineup of about five people who are on the peeling side and they pass it on to the chopping and then uh gets blended combined with pineapple and a few other things and this went on for from morning so at 7 a.m it would start and it would end at midnight and there would be different shifts of people i just i'd be there making sure that the new people that came in the new task rabbits would be uh fit right into their their ford production line and uh be able to do their tasks. You know, so one person's job was just to cap bottles. One person's job is just to, uh, we were applying labels by hand as well at this point. Um, so sure enough, we, we did fulfill 6,000 bottles and a couple of days go by and we, we go to taste one of them and, oh God. uh, we're, you know, it's ready to ship out. We have like, I it's feel like that, we're at the
0: turning point.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we go to taste them. There, with my my actually, lots of friends were were helping out as well. They were, they were saints. They were uh, real troopers. And we go to taste one just to you know enjoy the fruits of our labor. And there's a little carbonation in it. And we're like, hmm, no. does that taste a little funny? And he passes to me, and I'm like, oh, well, maybe it's just this one. Let, let me you see. You don't want to believe it. And so we open another one, and you hear a little. And you open it and you taste it and you're like, maybe it's just this box. And you open one from a different box. And sure enough, the whole thing had fermented. And we're sitting there thinking, oh, my God, how did this happen? And I'm in crisis mode, deciding uh, what, what are the variables that could have gone wrong here. And we have one week. Are we able to execute again on in one week, redo everything and fulfill this order and not make any profit, but just uh, fulfill the order and, um, you know, it, that, would be, that would be good. Um, save face and, and get our products out to all these people. We, I, I speak with the cap company. I speak with the bottle company. And there was a miscommunication between one person and another which meant that they had given us the wrong caps. Yeah. So we decided, okay, this, this has to have been the variable that caused this whole thing to go wrong. And sure enough, uh, I decided we're going to execute again because as I said, my, you got to go full force, uh, give your best effort and we decide we're going to do it. And so I speed up the production we're going to work around the clock and we're going to get this done in two days and we're going to be ready to ship we'll push back the the delivery date just a little bit for transit time but we're going to get it done and sure enough we we go round two and we have the same lineup of all the people and we do a huge production and it's all ready to go it ships out and we're super relieved the truck and then, so shows- who
0: did you fire right away
1: <laughs> well, there there was no one to fire at this point. So they were all – everyone was a task rabbit. So they were just oh, – that's right. Oh, goodness. Yeah, so the only, I could only – But what, what,
0: really, what, I mean, how could you – how would you have done that differently? I mean, how was it that the communication was done improperly? What would you have well, been able to change? The,
1: well, we could have changed – the the story actually doesn't end there. It actually oh. uh, gets even worse because <laughs> that shipment ended up fermenting as well. Oh. And that's because our variables, there was another variable, which is there was a piece of equipment that was not calibrated properly. So these products were not being properly uh, sterilized. They weren't being, um, it wasn't shelf stable. So that's why... It was fermenting. And how was, was that in-
0: discovered?
1: That was discovered after the facts by the, uh, by the location, the equipment plate, The We were working at a incubator at a place. So uh, that, that's how that got discovered. But it was, uh, you know, as Was as it too slower. late? Were
0: they already in the, the monthly was, boxes?
1: No, no. It shipped there and we were fortunate enough to be able to tell them not to send it out to anybody. And so we saved everybody Ugh, and that could our, be a big problem. Yeah, that would have been really bad. So we were able to save that and um really just sit down and and absorb what happened and learn from it and realize that we needed to make sure nothing like that ever happened again.
0: How did the company take it, the vendor?
1: Uh they they were definitely uh very upset since they had, all of their customers expected this to be received. And uh, also, you know, we we made sure to return their deposit as well. And uh, so, yeah, it was just a a sour note to leave on for for everybody. So a really big opportunity uh, to kick things off and uh, prove we could do this and work super hard just went the opposite way.
0: All right. (laughs) <laughs> that was a terrible story. Um Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and you're like, "But wait, there's more." No,
1: that's that's the end.
0: It didn't even Oh my gosh. Um well, glad things are now working out for you and I guess these are the 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 growing pains that you can only discover and that hopefully you will discover early on in this in in the phase of developing a business. I'm going to skip your so money moment. Because uh, I want to talk about habits with you as a someone who's always had an entrepreneurial vision and drive. What's a what's a habit, a financial habit that you practice that helps you with your money that also then supports your entrepreneurial endeavors?
1: I use QuickBooks. So QuickBooks is uh, I'm sure you're familiar with it a software for tracking your your expenditures and it connects directly with your bank so you're able to see a transaction directly. Going into the software, and you can sort it into what category it falls into. So, for personal and for business purposes, it's, it's, uh, you know, a necessary tool and allows you to actually be aware of how much money you're spending on, uh, having, you know, going, uh, having, uh, beers or food or, um, laundry or or whatever your personal expenses are, um, or in your business, keeping everything really tightly sorted, which is, is necessary to to keep on financial track. Stay with your budget.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Let's do some so money, fill in the blanks. Are you ready, Chris?
1: I am. Ready yes.
0: That, yeah. You, you've been waiting for this your whole life. <laughs> if I won the lottery tomorrow, let's say a hundred million bucks, the first thing I would do is?
1: Invest in real estate uh, and other startup companies.
0: So you still want to go back to your real estate roots one day?
1: I think real estate is probably one of the best investments out there. So uh I would definitely want to stay involved in real estate, yeah.
0: When I like when I splurge, I like to buy X because
1: I like to buy when I splurge, I like to buy really good food
0: really good food are you a health nut i mean it, you know you you started this juice company um so is that very much in line with your eating habits or philosophy on on food um
1: no i i i like good uh, my my definition of good food is often uh not the healthiest but something <laughs> like uh you know, a good Bacon, egg and cheese, a good steak. Ooh, a good, uh, I
0: could eat that all day. Yeah, I could some... eat that lunch, breakfast, dinner, <laughs> midnight snack. I love an egg and cheese sandwich. Ooh, that's yeah. good.
1: Or uh or a good pasta or a good mm-hmm. um a good fish. So yeah, that, that would be my, my splurge.
0: One thing that makes my life easier or better is
1: This is a definite ship. Have you ever heard of the, the Oh Apple yeah, chip?
0: SHYP. I use yep. them occasionally. They're excellent.
1: It's amazing. Yeah, it's uh,
0: this is like so uh, you uh, use I'm, them to ship your your beverages, your bottles. Yeah,
1: when we when we're shipping out samples or um, things directly to customers, we'll, we'll often use ship because with something that's glass and fragile, they do a really good job of um, of keeping everything well packed and and not breaking.
0: When I was growing up, the one thing I wish I had learned about money
1: is—I uh, would say respecting
0: a dollar. Respecting a dollar. You yeah, don't think you're how, respect- how hard
1: it is to make a dollar? Mm. Well, I, I learned—I learned that, yeah, through working.
0: When I donate, I like to give to blank because um,
1: I, I'd have to go with Central Park Conservancy as a New Yorker, mm-hmm. so. Uh, Were you raised
0: here?
1: I was raised here, yes. So I'm a big lover of Central Park and uh, I donate a very uh, small amount at this stage, but mm-hmm. uh, hopefully can, can donate more in the future.
0: I, I wonder if your Big Apple upbringing, because there's so much entrepreneurial infusion here in the city, if that contributed to your perspective on you know work, work and life as a kid.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I grew up here, uh, until high school. So after, uh, after eighth grade, I went to high school in, uh, in Connecticut and then down to DC. So, uh, yeah, I mean, New York is, is a place where people hustle. So Mm -hmm. I think that's the the stereotype. That's a good way to put it. It's a hustling town. Yeah, definitely something that's, that's ingrained in me.
0: And last but not least, I'm so money because
1: I'd say uh, more. I'm honored to be a young entrepreneur right now, and at such a pivotal point in, in not only technology but also health and wellness mm-hmm.
0: and um, adult beverages.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even
0: though you don't manufacture that, but that's kind of <laughs> the, the idea. The hope is that this will be, um, you know, and if you don't drink, you know, you can make a, a virgin uh, American exactly. juice cocktail, From Chris. Mocktail. Chris, Chris, Worth, thank you so much. It's been really great to hear your story. Very inspiring. Congratulations on your growth and wishing you all the best with the uh, with all the goals you have for for the company this year. Hopefully um, no more no more TaskRabbit snafus. No, I, uh, we're fans I'm, of TaskRabbit at so many, but sometimes you just uh, it happens.
1: Yeah, exactly. Learning experiences.
0: Thanks so much.
1: Thank you, Farnoosh. I appreciate you having me on the show and uh, looking forward to speaking again soon
0: that's a wrap. If you'd like to learn more about Chris, his company's website is AmericanJuiceCompany.com. It's also on Twitter at AmericanJuiceCo, C-O. All this information, including the transcript, the audio, and the comments from this podcast are over at SoMoneyPodcast.com. And if you've got a question for me or a comment for this show, click on Ask Farnoosh and submit your question or comment. And that goes directly into my inbox. And I try to tackle as many of them in the Friday episodes of Ask Farnoosh. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. I hope your day is so money.